This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network. Learn more at trine.edu. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Onliners Podcast, a podcast that dives deeper into the mysterious world of online learning. Featuring myself, Regina, and my colleague and good friend, Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, Regina. We are two higher education professionals at Trine Online, a team within Trine University, located in Angola, Indiana. With the start of Fall 1 freshly in our rearview mirror, it is time to reflect on the start of the term. How did Week 1 go? Were you able to connect with your students right away? Did you feel that you got off on the right foot? In this episode, we are going to focus on the launch of your recent term. I realize that we are all super swamped with the typical early in the term tasks, like answering emails, engaging on the discussion forums, and grading assignments. But it's important to think back how this term began and consider ways that we can have a better launch next time. Because even if it went great, we are all about continuous improvement. Of course, at our own institution, we have the tangible and measurable expectations of faculty before the start of the term. Some of the expectations include, but are not limited to, posting your name, phone number, and office hours, posting your instructor bio. Of course, this could be typed or a video clip. Make sure that your syllabus is up to date. Be sure to include a course schedule so that learners know what to do and when to do it. Don't forget your rubrics. Each and every assessment should have a corresponding rubric. If your course includes sections for dates, double check that all of the dates have been updated and are correct. And remember, double check to make sure that all of your links are working properly. Don't forget to check for spelling or grammatical errors throughout the entire course. There have been so many times when I sit back and revel at my own brilliance with the mastery of the written word, only to read it again and note the literary disaster that I created. So double check your writing. In other words, each department, team, or institution will have its own pre-course checklist. These checklists are getting better and more detailed and more specific because, let's face it, Institutions are getting better at delivering hybrid and online learning experiences. While online courses were once the sideshow, online courses are now the featured attraction. These online courses can be the standalone show or they can partner with the seated experience in a hybrid way. Regardless, e-learning is here to stay. And with this shift, Educational professionals realize that there are certain elements in an online course that are must-haves. We must have an introduction of the instructor. We must have current, correct, and thorough syllabi. We must have all links working properly. We must have consistency from one course to the next so that learners aren't wasting time looking for important course elements and so on. In other words, we must have a well-prepared course ready for day one, week one. So we know this, right? We know that we need to be prepared for day one of week one. Is that enough? Well, when I was researching for this episode, I stumbled across a blog called Reach Your Online Students Before You Teach Them, Week Zero by Dr. Frank O'Neill. 
I'll make sure to post a link to Dr. O'Neill's blog in the show notes. In other words, reach them before you teach them. Dr. McNeil's mention of week zero really made me stop and think about a learner's anxiety before day one of week one. Sure, as faculty, we know what is in the course, the materials, the activities, and the assessments. We know that we're working on preparations. We know which of the weeks are going to be more challenging than others, and we know the pace and the rhythm of the course. What do our students know about the course? Well, basically nothing. I mean, maybe the course description is posted in the course catalog, and perhaps another student has told them about you or your course. But other than that, it's just a vacuum of nothingness with eventually a tsunami wave of information that includes new materials and activities and assessments that's going to be expected of them to complete. Some students don't mind the uncertainty. They can just roll with the flow. I mean, sure, it would be nice to have some information, but more than likely they'll figure it out and they'll survive you and your course. Information would be lovely ahead of time, but eh, whatever, they can figure it out as they go. Then there are the students that check Moodle or whatever LMS you are using every single day, maybe twice a day, maybe once an hour to see if your course is visible. They are on a need to know now basis as to what your course looks like and what's going to be expected of them. This is the type of learner that has researched the name of the textbook and had ordered it three weeks ago so that they had it in advance of the course. They're the ones that print the syllabus and color code their personal calendar with the dates of your course assessments. And of course, somewhere in the middle, there are the students in between, the ones that feel some anxiety, that are apprehensive about what's upcoming. They sense the impending onslaught of responsibilities, but they're trying not to panic. After all, students should just trust that it's going to be a manageable and marvelous learning experience from us, right? They just need to patiently wait as we open the online course before we let them in on our little secrets and give them a view of their life for the next eight weeks. So this brings us back to Dr. O'Neill and to the concept of that week zero. I'm borrowing this term, week zero, from Dr. O'Neill's blog. Some institutions structure or call it orientation week, but I really like Dr. O'Neill's label of it being week zero. So we're going to go ahead and use that. Let's talk a little bit about week zero. One of my favorite quotes by Will Rogers is, you never have a second chance to make a first impression. We, and I mean the e-learning industry, have gotten so much better in recent years. What was once potentially a bland and confusing space in the LMS has become an engaging and impressive learning environment. However, the pandemic has pushed many face-to-face -face educators online that didn't necessarily want to be online or weren't prepared to be online. So we need to regroup. The student's first impression of online courses may be negative because it was a haphazard, unwanted, stressful shift as a result of the pandemic. So now, more than ever, it's important to make a good first impression with your online learners. Those that are seasoned online learners know that the bar has been set high. 
They expect a good start because they've been privy to well-run online courses and programs as more and more higher education institutions are doing a really great job with their online and hybrid classes now. There is no room for mediocre and there is absolutely no room for poor online learning environments. We know too much now. We know how to make our online courses well-organized. We know how to make our online courses aligned with their materials and activities and assessments. We know how to kick off an awesome term. And for those that didn't have a very good impression from the pandemic shift, well, now more than ever, it's important that we make up for that less than ideal introduction to online learning. So let's talk about what we can do in week zero. Honestly, I'm going to give you some ideas on how to reach your learners in week zero that I've never tried before, and I am going to try before the start of the next term, and I invite you to try something new as well. Some of these ideas I have gleaned from reading articles on remote onboarding for new employees, yet they are very applicable to new students too. So let's start with number one. Send each student a very quick Kaltura video or an audio clip via email. Literally, like three sentences introducing yourself. Like, hi Diego, this is Dr. Schinker, and I'd like to give you a quick welcome to Bio 300. I'm looking forward to our first day together on Monday, January 18th. Our course will be available to you in Moodle on Friday, January 15th. See you soon. Don't want to send a video and audio clip? You could also send an email with a brief paragraph and a quick overview of the course. Third, in the email, you could also include a list of links that will be helpful to the student or even supplemental material about the topic of the class. Something that is not in the course itself, but that gives a brief introduction to the types of content that you will be studying. A fourth idea is that in the email, you could also attach the syllabus and ask the students via email if they have any questions about what's on the syllabus before the course starts. Fifth, additionally in your email, tell them exactly when the course will be available to them. For us, it's usually the Friday before the Monday start. However, you could state, I will open the course at noon on Friday and give the date, and make sure you stick to it too so students know exactly when they're going to be able to get into that course. Sixth, create and send them a list of frequently asked questions about the course via email. Or you could even go a step further. A seventh idea is to send an email along with the syllabus attached and schedule a week one Zoom meeting and give the students the link. Learners can log into that Zoom and ask you questions. If they ask you a question that you don't know the answer to, make a note of it, find the answer for the student, and respond to them via email. And do this Zoom meeting before the term starts. You aren't creating extra work for yourself by holding a pre-term voluntary meeting with your students. You're proactively addressing problems that you normally would have to address during the first week of the course. An eighth idea is that you could help learners connect early by creating an opportunity for peers to introduce each other to the course for extra credit during week one. Maybe even create random class buddies or small teams that can work together throughout the entire term. A ninth idea is to send students an email with feedback from previous terms or other students from your student evals. As an example, in your message, it could say, here's some feedback from one of my previous students. 
Dr. Schinker responds to emails very quickly, which made it easy to get my questions answered. In other words, let your students know that other students have had positive experiences, and this will get them excited and help them feel positively about working with you. And finally, a 10th idea is to email your students a short checklist. This will give them a good feeling about what they need to do first or right away in their course and give them confidence. The checklist could include items such as read the syllabus, read the instructor's bio, locate week one, and so on. If they complete the checklist before day one, they could earn some extra credit points. Or an even better idea, create a scavenger hunt to be submitted by the end of the first day for extra credit points. So sometimes we need to do a little trial and error until we figure out what is the best way to reach students during the term and even before the term begins. Yes, it takes a little extra effort, but it could make all of the difference. Always know that you will get an A for effort if you do your best to demonstrate these learner-centered approaches. In closing, try something a little different at the start of the next term. Actively engage with your students during week zero and see if that makes your week one a little bit more lively, a little more engaged, and even a little smoother. And let us know how it goes. You can always send us feedback on new approaches. You can always send us questions and you can always make topic requests for our podcast at theonliners at trying.edu. As always, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.